choice is made. Whoa, 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 whoa. The episode has been chosen. Whoa, no, no, nobody's heard anything. Um, I couldn't help it. It, it just popped in there. What? What? What just popped in there, Griff? I, I tried to, fi- I tried to figure the perfect movie to dissect. What is it, Griff? What did you do? It was Ghostbusters. Hello, welcome once again to the Paul and Griff show. You got myself at Paul. And you got myself, Griff. And we are back once again for another action-packed episode. Ah, oh, how you doing, Griff, before we do the rundowns? Not too bad. It's been a good week. This weather's a little bit overcast, but I can't complain. Can't complain. Do you know why you can't complain? Because this week we are dissecting none other than... Uh, Ghostbusters. I guess. Yeah, Ghostbusters. Also, we are doing um, top six Bill Murray films, surprisingly, as he's in Ghostbusters. So who knows? That might pop up a few times. That'd be a thing. It will be a thing. So that is exciting. That is all coming up. But we have to start, as we do every week, and that is with this week's film news. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, first bit of film news. Tom Holland has confirmed the Uncharted movie is starting and it's happening. Oh. I've, I've not really. Is the game? I tried. I, I completed the Last of Us, and I tried to go down a lazy dog route because obviously they they make the Last of Us and Uncharted, and I think I was spoiled because the Last of Us was so superior, and the first Uncharted game was, it was, okay, but it was no Last of Us. So, but I know it's got a massive fan base, and everyone's saying how good Tom Holland is cast as Nathan Drake. It's um every. A lot of news at the moment seems to always be um, taking video games and turning them into series or films. It seems to be a weekly discussion here. Yeah, and I, I think finally they got. Whereas before, you could never a, a, a good film never made a good video game, and a good video game never made a good film, and they're starting to kind of be erased. Oh, do you remember the um, Street Fighter movie? The Street Fighter oh. movie game. Oh, well, they had the like John... came with the mega CD. <laughs> yeah, we had actually Jean Claude Van Damme and Carly Minogue actually in the game. But it's like Mortal Kombat, but it was Street Fighter. Mm. That was that was where like the game was on par with the film. I was a oh. massive Street Fighter fan, and I hated the film because they What's didn't that? even do their homework. Yeah, but the animated the manga movies amazing. Oh, Street Fighter Two, the animated was tremendous. But they just, I said the real one. They didn't even really think about it. They just sort of just sort of cast people and oh, it was awful. They did. It was Jean-Claude stupid. Their Balrog is like a news reporter and Jean-Claude like a TV Van cameraman. Damme is Guile. Oh, that costume was perfect. That's probably the only thing I could say was perfect. Yeah, and, and kind of Logan's cami, but then when it got to the likes of Sagat and all that, it just 
What do you pronounce it like that? Sagat. Why don't I say Sagat? Oh, Sagat. I thought it was Sagat. Sagat. I don't, I don't know what the emphasis is. Sagat. Tiger. Knee. Tiger uppercut. Used to be like that, didn't it? Sagat. I said, Sagat. Yeah. I had a CD once of um, all the music. I've got that CD. I've got that CD. I've got that music CD. And so you had... Probably all the same. Probably Games Master magazine. It's like a plastic cardboard case, right? Not in a hard case. Yeah, the black one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. So you basically have like all the songs, which is just really weird to listen to. And then suddenly you'd have about an hour of just like sound bites. We'd just go quiet and go, well, that's a (laughs) Durgan. Sonic boom. Oh, man. For about two hours. You think, what's happening right now? I'm leaving the show. I'm going to listen to it now. No, uh, if I find that, we'll do a giveaway. That'll be fun. Someone could have it. Yeah, at the moment, Uncharted is due 16th of July, 2021. Obviously, take that as a pinch of salt because obviously things are being on hold. And it doesn't include Street Fighter. Doesn't include Street Fighter. Uh, talking things on hold. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is officially delayed, which I'm not very surprised because. I'm not we got told that all these Disney Plus TV series are supposed to tie in with the movies, and the fact the movies are kind of delayed, I'm really not surprised. It must be—I say—it must be a massive dent for Disney Plus for Marvel fans anyway. But obviously, with—I think they're riding high with um, Hamilton and Frozen Two at the moment. But obviously, yeah. But on a serious, there's a world of streaming services. Where does Disney Plus fit into your um, day-to-day routine at the moment? At the moment, it don't. At the moment, That's what I'm nothing's new. It's, it's weird, right? Nothing's new. That's what I'm it. saying. It's weird, right? Oh, it's still going. You click and you watch a bit of nostalgia, like you know, X Men animated, or you know, some of the others. Like, I think Gummy Bears or whatever it is. But there's no real. It's not Netflix is still like my go-to. Oh, Netflix just keeps bringing bringing out stuff. If you go on their page, just the stuff they've got this new Zac Efron thing that came out this week, which I'm kind of yeah. intrigued about. They got Umbrella Academy I put it on, coming I put it on out. My list. Yeah, I'll put it on my list. Umbrella Academy season two starts uh, end of next month. Amazon Prime have got the Boys season two. So Disney Plus need to get their TV oh. series going. Because obviously the Mandalorian was a massive hit for them, but it was the only TV series, and that's been and gone. And for many people, they would have they would have gone illegally and watched it and not wanted to wait because obviously America had it four months before. Yeah, I mean, I understand like Frozen Two is sort of a big deal, but it's not like a Disney Plus exclusive. You know, a lot of people have seen it in the cinema multiple times. And you see, I always thought know, when they were advertising it, it was Disney Plus exclusive, but it's on Sky at the same time, so they don't even get it earlier than Sky. Yeah, but they've got a working relationship, haven't they? Really, haven't they? Uh, but you think if they can get it two weeks before Sky, just <sighs> yeah. But it's it's like there must be there must be a reason because I think like it's on Sky as like an app and not all the others are. So I think they've got some sort of working relationship. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's weird. Like I said, don't want to, I just, I just think like they're on the, the back catalog is tremendous. Things like the Marvel stuff, you know, it's going to come in very handy, yeah. especially when we cover bits like that. And they're always great films to watch, but it's not an everyday film. No, no. 
Have you ever seen um? Do you like um? Sort of cartel sort of stuff. Have you ever seen Narcos and things like that? I started watching. I probably will like it. I just haven't got around to it. Uh, they got a great series on Netflix called um, Queen of the South. What's it's it about? Amazing. Um, basically, Mexico. Um, the girlfriend of sort of a, a drug runner decides to sort of build up her own empire, you know, and stuff. I don't want to spoil too much, but um, yeah, I'm on season four at the moment. And that's, um, if you're into that sort of thing, it's it's amazing. That's on Netflix. Oh, man, I love these programs where you got... Uh, I'm looking for a program to binge. Whenever I find... I love coming in late to programs, knowing I've got loads of yeah, episodes no, it's, to it's, go it's, through. Yeah, this is um, it's decent. So yeah, people that know know. Someone out there will go, oh, it's amazing. But um, yeah, sorry. To the list. Uh, speaking of Netflix, Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling to star in two hundred million dollar spy thriller for Netflix. So they're going to star yeah. in the Grey Man. Reportedly supposed to be one of the most expensive budgets Netflix have ever commissioned. So I imagine if it's in colour. <laughs> Right, I, think right. I, think should, I think it should that's be a poor, That's a poor joke. That was a poor joke. That's not a 200 billion I'll entertain joke. it. I'll entertain it. Thank you. But it's going to be directed by the Russo brothers. But I'm kind of excited. You'll see it just for the two main stars, Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. Um, yeah. I don't want to list you out. I think they've already started filming it. But that'd be something to look forward to. And the only other bit of news I really found was Fletch is going to like have a reboot with John Hamm. I never even watched the first um, Fletch, which everyone's probably screaming, probably now listening to this. How have you never seen Fletch? How have you never seen Fletch? Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised. Everything's going to have a reboot in time, isn't yeah. it? It's just the way it is. I can't see. I can't see. John Hamm's kind of a, a suave kind of actor, whereas Chevy Chase is a very over-the-top actor. So I, I really don't know how that's going to work, but maybe I'll watch Fletch and um, I'll make my own It's exciting, it'll then. draw you in. It will, it will. Oh, no, sorry, the other news, just before we went to print, as they say, Tenant is now permanently um, delayed. I think they've given up. They kept on trying to push it and they want to be the first big film when cinemas open. It's now been taken off the schedule. Um, they've thrown in the towel and now it's um, permanently delayed to be released until, I guess, all this COVID-19 stuff is out of the way. The thing is, though, like, the, the best thing they're doing is almost releasing old films. We've discussed it every week, I think, for the past five weeks. But it is the best thing to do because it's going to take time. It doesn't matter what film you put in the cinema, even if Avengers Endgame hadn't been released before and it's just coming out. Not everyone's going to want to go and do it. It's going to affect budgets, it's going to affect targets, it's going to affect gross, it's going to affect everything. Because as much as there'll be people that be like, sod it, I'm going to see this, there's going to be a whole bunch of people that be like, do you know what, I'm not cool with this yet. So, oh, massively. So I'm talking like, of Endgame. I'm talking of Endgame. Oh. Uh, you think like, how do you think the year's gone? Slow, quick? Uh, Quick. Quick, did you know? Did you want me to say slow? This time, this time last year, yeah. This this week in history last year, not only was Avengers Endgame announced as the world's highest grossing film, to it was also it was also the Comic Con where Marvel announced the ten new superhero films. 
Oh, wow. That it was a year ago. When is um, Digital Comic Con? Is that next week? This week? Must be soon, isn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, it's upon us. Because all the they, they, they teased a um, oh, Marvel. They did, did tease something. Yeah, because all the exclusives of um, being dropped, like toys, they always have exclusive toys, but loads of them have been dropped. Like, so the Turtles ones have been thrown out there, and WWE doing like Mr. T, and all those sort of exclusive jobbies have started popping up. So. It's already set July 22nd to July 25. I've been two days' time. Is that right? People purchase passes, Comic Con. May I request a refund or no? I've read the wrong line. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't do homework on that. Yeah, no, um, no but... it's, it's just a legit question, isn't it? It's not trying to be cool. I just know it's going to be around here because everyone's talking about it. But obviously, it's one of these things because it's in America, it's not really normally a thing. But this year, Everything's streamed online, so I'm guessing we can just watch the panels or the digital panels. Oh, I, or I am right. Comic Con at Home takes place from Wednesday, July 22nd to Sunday, July 26th, and will feature more than 350 panels that cover everything you expect from Comic Con, including movies, TV, comic books, and more. So expect next week's show will cover the highlights. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's interesting because. This is where you get your big announcements for the year, you know, your Batman versus Superman. Everything all happens at like sort of your Comic Cons. I don't know why that was my example, but it was a big moment. Um, yeah. You know, everything happens at this like Comic Con, but everything sort of is in limbo. Like, what? what it, w- it will be. I mean, this, this should be a big year for Disney Plus. Yeah. Like, whether it be through Marvel or whatever, I'm expecting. Disney Plus to proper get involved and announce a lot of series in their next move because it's exactly what we're saying. Like, what what is the you know, nostalgia only get you so far? But if people are paying for streaming services, I don't know. At the moment, you kind of look at it and you think, where where are you on this? Well, yeah, and there'll be people that subscribe just for the month and then unsubscribe. Like, you've got to keep bashing them out. Netflix have got, I don't know, some form of ten year head start. Really? Yeah, no, but still, I mean, Disney also had one of the best catalogs of all time. They did. And have probably got a lot more money than Netflix because they've grossed so much. So there's still can... more Disney can do. Disney are hiding some, some stuff. Disney are hiding some stuff. Disney could throw out a four-hour making of the Avengers documentary and people would be like, Love big that. and shit. Do you know what I mean? You could do that. Could you... Star Wars. Have anything talking Star Wars? Have the making of Return of the Jedi up there? Everyone go mental, you know. You could literally do whatever you wanted, and people would go for it. Oh, actually, they've got the new Muppet Show coming up, haven't they? That was a the new Muppet Show. Yeah. yeah, we spoke about that every week. I love Muppets. All yes. right, Disney Plus, you're back in. <laughs> More the last half hour of the show. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just a few other things. So, in 2014, Guardians of the Galaxy premiered. Still, oh. probably one of. Top 10 Marvel movies. One of the best sleeper films ever. In the sense that yeah, I think... It had biggest no, gamble. No, yeah, no expectations. It was really like a make or break, but it defined the whole universe because it allowed them to go from this serious sort of place into... It allowed comedy into the MCU. Most definitely. Saving Private Ryan was released in 1998. Classic. Yeah. Classic, classic movie. And a notable birthday, which I know you'll be very um, interested in. It 
it would have been Stanley Kubrick's birthday this week. Dude's a genius. Born in 1928, so by my calculations, he would have been 92 years of age. Yeah, he's um, yeah, genius. There's a Stanley Kubrick show in the future out of us. Oh, wait. Right. We we'll, um, we'll definitely cover. Oh, top six Stanley Kubrick films. <sighs> oh, beastly. That'd be they're tough because they're all good. They're, they're all, all good. They're all number one. Yeah, no. Yeah, well, yeah. That's Happy. pretty much the week, the week in film. Which means it's only time for one thing, and that is we are dissecting, and this week we are dissecting Ghostbusters, all things Ghostbusters, most things Ghostbusters. There is a lot of things Ghostbusters. Something strange in the neighbourhood. Who are you going to call? Yes, Ghostbusters, the 1984 phenomenon. God, I feel later than that. I was, I was a young pup when this film came out, but I have fond memories of it. I've I'm got fond memories of this. Yeah, I mean... um. I felt well. Let's do synopsises and stuff first. Then we will talk about everything else. Yeah, we'll go through all that. So it's released on the eighth of June in America. Yeah. Uh, in the UK over here, we had to wait until the seventh of December. Harsh. Christmas. <laughs> Synopsis about three oddball scientists who get kicked out of their cushy positions at a university in New York City, where they studied the occult. They decide to set up shop in an old firehouse and become Ghostbusters. Trapping pesky ghosts, spirits, haunts, and poltergeists for money. They rise, crack their way through the city, and stumble upon a gateway to another dimension, one which will release untold evil upon the city. The Ghostbusters are called on to save the Big Apple. It was directed by Ivan Reitman, uh, most known for Ghostbusters. He directed um, the Bill Murray film Stripes. After Ghostbusters, went on to direct Twins, Ghostbusters 2, Kindergarten Cop. Junior. He's also lined up to direct the often rumoured Triplets movie. Oish. Which will be the sequel to Twins. I understand. And uh, did he do Kindergarten Cop 2 with Dolph Lundgren? He didn't, but I do uh-huh. enjoy that film. I've got that. I've got do you that. actually own that? I do own that. Oh, that's, that's the sort of film I'd sell. <laughs> if the kid dies, he dies. <laughs> oh. uh, it was written mainly by Dan Aykroyd. Uh, but Harold Ramis came on late to, to help him with the screenplay. Yeah. Uh, Dan, who's pretty written The Blues Brothers, which he also starred in. He's gone on to write films like Dragnet and Coneheads. Uh, Harold uh, wrote Caddyshack and Stripes before Ghostbusters. He went on to write the screenplay for Groundhog Day and the Robert De Niro analyzed that movie series. Uh, Harold sadly passed away in 2014 at the age of... 69, uh, had a budget of $30 million and it went on to gross worldwide $296,304,590. And before we carry on, let's just go through. We, we, we've, we've been to 1984 before on this show. Yeah. So we're, I, I, I'll tell you what was first and I'll tell you what was fourth. So Ghostbusters did, in fact grossed the most money that year in 1984. And in an easy fourth place, the Karate Kid grossed oh. 90815000 <clears throat> Yep. So what, what, what do you reckon came third? I, I'll give you a clue. Obviously, just not to just throw stuff out. 
I'll give you a clue. Um, don't get them wet. Oh, Gremlins. Gremlins came in third. Yeah, 148 million. $168,459. See when I go for gremlins or cocoon. The old people in the swimming pool. I love that film. Uh, I I don't remember that film, but I sort of remember that film. I feel like I need to go back and watch it and sort of think, what the fuck is this? It's the old people that go in the pool with the cocoons and it makes them all young. You don't see that on TV at all anymore, do you? When's the last time cocoon? I've I've got the DVD. Of course you have. We've in two boxes with kindergarten and got two. <laughs> yeah, no, um, in second place, funny enough, this movie would be in a box set. It was the second of what now is four and there's rumoured fifth one coming out. Oh. If you think George Lucas, apart from Star Wars, what else do you think of? I was going to say Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. <sighs> came in at $179,870,271. And when you when you think of Ghostbusters stole the show with all the money, that's crazy. Like, to, to, to fill out, I won't go into that much money, the top ten. So after Karate Kid, fifth was Police Academy. Loved that movie. Yeah, Six is Footloose, classic. Seventh is Beverly Hills Cop. Oh. Classic. Eighth is Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Nine is Terms of Endearment, and tenth was Romance in the Stones. I feel and... like Star Trek Search for Spock always pops up every week somehow. I feel like you say that <laughs> a lot. I think that's the one where he's looking for a whale, wasn't it? <laughs> I feel like a massive deja vu with this conversation. And to go for the main cast of the film, Dan Aykroyd, Howard Ramis, which we've already mentioned, Bill Murray, Ernie Hudson, Sigourney Weaver... And Rick Moranis, Ghostbusters. Let's chat about it. Uh, I suppose the first thing is like the the cast itself. There was a lot of changes, wasn't it? There was a lot of changes. Obviously, one was kind of forced upon them. Yeah, uh, John is... Belushi uh, passed away, unfortunately, didn't he? So it was originally going to be um, uh, Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, and Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Uh, apparently, even while they were writing the screenplay, then all of a sudden, Dan Aykroyd got the call to say John Belushi had died. And then Howard Ramis came in. He said he could get Bill Murray on board because they'd done Stripes together. Yeah. Bill Murray apparently kind of took the Eddie Murphy role. Uh, but they well, still wanted to bring a fourth one in because it was important they had an outsider. Well, Eddie Murphy we, turned it down because he wanted to go make um, Beverly Hills Cop. Which took some money, but not as much money. Yeah, but that's why he turned it down, because he wanted to go do that, which is obviously relevant because you said about it being the top listings there. And I guess that wasn't a bad decision. It made him a Hollywood star. I don't know what came up first, that or 48 Hours. I know he'd done these massive stand-up and he was hilarious, but as, as, a, as a lone star... I think that, it gave him a bigger, him. bigger lead role, because... Yeah. And also the, the theme tune that everyone knows. But again, I suppose everyone knows Ghostbusters as well. It does know Ghostbusters. Yeah. It's not, they're neither a bad choice. They're both good choices. Scorny Weaver coming in to do a comedy when she was really known for Aliens and doing real Aliens serious things. was, what, 79 or something, wasn't it? It was around? Sure it was. Aliens was like late 70s. Alien was 79. There I don't you go. Know if Aliens came out before 
Aliens. Was it really that big a gap? Aliens? I thought Aliens was 86, wasn't it? I'm doing research on the spot here. Look at this. 2020. Come out here. <laughs> uh, where did you tell me sequels? Casting, filming, post-production, design. Well, you just type in Aliens. You, you search know, Alien, just, just put an S on it and it comes eight, up. Yeah, 1986, you're right. See? I didn't know there was that big a gap. Well, I should get some props for that. That's a good memory, right? You did. I didn't know yeah. that. That's quite that's quite a gap. And then another bit of a gap. Alien 3 was 92. Yeah, that film makes me sick, that film. What what was the only, the only, make you feel? No, it's the only film that's ever made me throw up, that film. Really? Yeah, no. It's, you got the scene where um, the dog has the alien inside it and you hear the dog like yelping in pain and the alien bursts out of it. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I just I went to bed and it just kept playing on my mind over and over and over and over. And I woke up and just threw up. Wow. Fuck you, aliens. <laughs> from... Save that story for the alien episode. Oh, yeah, just copy and paste <laughs> it, isn't it? Don't want to relive it. Uh, interesting. Before before the film came out, right? Yep. Ghostbusters, this is not alien. There was a, a mock advert in the in the trailer. Not the not the advert you see in the movie. But there was a mock advert with a 1-800 number. So following the, the trailer for the film, 1,000 phone calls was made to this 1-800 number for six straight weeks after the after the trailer aired. Oh, wow. Well, people were just... Yeah. Calling up, trying to get Ghostbusters. We're here to believe you. No, we're ready to believe you. We're ready to believe you. There's also... Um... Had the first scene that ever like really made me jump in it as well. The beginning bit is the library, yeah. Do you remember the library woman? Yeah. Where they're, they're sneaking up and they're like, one, two, get her. And they turn around and go, ah. first scene that ever made me absolutely crap myself. Figuratively. Like, I don't know what they thought they were going to achieve by like doing that. Um, just a little good scene, isn't it, really? I don't think... I mean, what do you deal with ghosts? How do you know how to deal with ghosts? This is true. But the special effects, like, just... Uh, obviously, if anyone hasn't watched, like, the movie that made us, they should go on and watch the movies that make us. There's only four episodes. One is on Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um, with the little cards, like, fling up, that's just someone blowing a straw at them. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it, that's, yeah, that's just where it's naturally beautiful, though, isn't it? This is that's the sort of... Raw stuff I love in films when people just are doing it's what we said about the past where I love about Godzilla, where people really did create like the villages and the guy was all ground smashing them up. It's something quite beautiful about just going back to basics, you know. And it really works. They had the, the, the books that like come were just on, on string, which obviously after they, they kind of edited the string out, there's something really beautiful about uh, this low budget film. And the special effects still do hold up today. Is that quote unquote low budget? I think thirty million for the time is a low budget. Thirty million is still a lot of money, but I understand what you're saying. It is a lot of money. They had a lot of special effects they wanted to do. Yeah. And to put that into perspective, I've got where's where's the stats I found? So they had three Stay Puft Marshmallow Marshmallow Man suits in the film yeah. were used. They cost twenty thousand dollars each, um, and they're all destroyed in the process. So that's sixty thousand the budget just on the marshmallow man. Yep. 
and then I don't know how much it costs, but they use fifty pounds of shaving cream to make the marshmallow goo. <laughs> Tremendous. So it just it, it, um I think the effects have aged really well. They really have. You can't really, especially. I mean, obviously, like the primer. Yeah, obviously, Blu-rays and everything. It's been cleaned up and all that. I respect that, but I think it's. Um, I think they've aged. They're not horrendous, like at all. There's, there's certain things you look back and you think, "Oh, wow, that sucks." Now, do you know what I mean? But this isn't. Um, this isn't like you know. Like all the green film. screen used. I don't know if there's any green screen used. I think it must be. Which is. Yeah. Or oh, if it is, I can't see it. In some films, when you go back, you'd be like, "Oh my god, I can so tell it's green screen now." Like, kind of so obvious. I just think yeah, they're, just, they're layered. And it's just, um, I mean, slime. I really had um, such sort of a small role, but he's become an iconic character. I don't know if it's because the cartoon, or yeah, but it all stems from this. He was the only real standout ghost, the Marshmallow Man, I guess. Yeah, but that, is that really a ghost though in the same way? And that was in the cartoon as well. He sort of danced around. I'm sure he was. But it wasn't the same. It, it just feels like th- this movie shouldn't have worked. Was the Marshmallow Man a real brand? That's where I saw a fact about that once. I don't know, but interesting enough, you know the scene with the eggs and the eggs start popping? Yeah. There's like a bag of marshmallows right next to the eggs. Oh, is it from the Marshmallow Man? Marshmallows? I'm not sure. Oh, because that would have been extremely clever. I don't know if there's anything clever. to do with it. Yeah, but if it was, that would have been extremely clever if, if they actually had the marshmallows there as like an Easter egg earlier on. That's good. Do you not think, though? Yeah. Because if you sort of would seen the brand and known the brand but not know how you knew it, kind of. Yeah. That would be clever. Yeah. That would have been clever. I don't know, it's too clever. They're too clever. Let's go back and remake it. Oh, no, that's an awful <laughs> idea. Um, just, <laughs> trying to think about the film. I mean, so obviously, I didn't see this in the cinema because of an age thing. So, definitely saw it at home. It would have been later, a few years later. But um, I absolutely adored this film. Really did. It had absolutely everything. I, I'd say, if like, this would be in my top 10 films of all time. Easy. I've seen this film a lot. The soundtrack is phenomenal. The end with like the saving the day and um, the ghostly kind of sort of songs and all this. Um, there was a lot of songs. I know obviously Ray Parker Jr.'s song is always the one you think of. There's a lot more ghost songs in the film than what you remember. Yeah. yeah the one where it goes, this is magic, magic. Yeah. Magic, magic. That one, that's a good song. We've already listened to the whole album once, and um, it's just kind of, it's not really a, a full on kind of listed album, but there I was getting into songs that I knew, but I shouldn't really be listening to. It's not really that great standalone song. I only have one issue with the whole film, one scene in the whole film. And bust any ghosts. The... <laughs> I've got a massive issue with. The ghost blowjob scene. Oh, it's the only thing I can describe it, and I don't know why it's in there. It's in the middle of a perfectly good montage of them catching ghosts. Yeah. And then it just pans to Ray, kind of 
his his buckle being undone, his shorts being pulled down, and then his eyes roll up. Uh, is he dreaming? I. It's very weird put in the middle of the film. It is, it is, it is strange. I'll give you that. It's, it's a strange thing. Because he's wearing some like proper old fashioned. I don't know. I'm guessing he's dreaming because the screen does go a little bit. Um, you know, the original draft for this film is meant to be set in the future. I didn't know that. And they were more like um, global ghost police force type deals. So it wasn't just four guys. It was all over the world as like a global sort of ghost busting police force and set in the future and they had helmets on and everything. Oh, but obviously that's all that was nipped in the bud pretty quick. It's good. That would have been a disaster, wouldn't it? I wouldn't have enjoyed that. It definitely would have been the highest grossing comedy of all time until Home Alone. That was a fact. <laughs> I don't think the Ghostbusters police force would have been the film that everyone was looking for. You're crazy. We just mentioned, obviously, I don't, again, going from the movies that made us, there was massive... There, there was a programme called Ghostbusters before the film Ghostbusters, and they kept on trying to buy the rights to it. So they filmed two scenes, one called Ghostbusters, one called Ghostbreakers, and then they gave up doing the two scenes, stuck with Ghostbusters, and eventually they just bought the company. Had the name and rights to Ghostbusters, they went and used it. That was it. the ones um, that the monkey, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I've seen because it's weird because I saw the cartoon because I know there's an issue with the cartoon. That's why the, the animated one was always called the real Ghostbusters, wasn't it? Yeah, but the Ghostbusters. I used to watch the other one. Said the song where it's like, "Let's go, Ghostbusters, let's go, let's go." That's like how the music sort of went. I remember that cartoon. <laughs> Someone know what I'm talking about, but um, yeah, that was weird. It's weird that little helicopter thing, I think. But um, the cartoon was like strange because I was, I was looking, obviously jumping forward. So obviously, we always sort of look at like uh, merchandise and action figures and stuff like that. And a lot of the figures all came from like the real Ghostbusters, the cartoon. I was trying to find out when the first like film figures came out. You I'm know? guessing like, Cause Joey, I know obviously they've got you... pop vinyls after the originals, but the, obviously yeah. that would only be in the last, I don't know if there was merchandise of the actual film film. Yeah, but you know I mean? Like figures, all, all the figures were of the cartoon, right? Yeah. It's true though, isn't it? Because none of them, like, if you look at the, the photos, it's not obviously the characters. Egon's always got blonde hair, whereas exactly. in the film he's got dark hair. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's all the animated ones. Like, obviously, like, you know, Winston and everyone, none of them really look like any of them because it's not them. It's the, like the cartoon ones. Egon's got, like, red glasses and sort of is. But they're obviously, like, we talk about Necker every week. They just, like, are the daddies at figures. They've done, like, mm. a Ghostbusters range of, like, the film. And it's just, if you were to collect anything, they're the ones. They're, like, ridiculous. But, um, yeah, it's crazy. I, I was trying to look back and think, when did it actually bring out recognisable film? Because all the toys I had, I had these figures when I was younger, obviously, and it's all off the cartoon. Yeah, I had the toys. I had the ones where, I think it was like a horror edition, where you'd squeeze them and their mouths would come open. I remember I having did. that. I had an American football guy where sort of his whole body flipped. 
Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Sort of red and white American football guy. I had that, and he's always like, I want to say it was made for a crocodile inside or something. But yeah, I had that. It was wild. That was so cool. But yeah, no, like I said, I don't know. It's pointless, but I just thought it was interesting because you just sort of sit there and think, is this the only, you know, even Star Wars was still, you know, they were the, the film. Yeah. You know, Robocop was still, I think it was still the film. I, I just can't think of anyone else where, like, the film was this massive, grossing film, but the figures they gave you were purely based off the TV, you know, the cartoon. It's mental. Oh. Anything I, I can remember coming out from the film was the proton packs. Yeah, you had the proton was... packs. You had the trap. Yeah. Jimmy, you said the, the little, trap. And the little um, hand thing um, with the two wires come over. Like, oh, the ghost. We call it a ghost detector. But it probably had a proper ghost name. Detector. Probably had a proper name. But yeah, no, that was crazy. I remember because the little things like popped out. Mm. Probably yeah. from a trigger or something. I remember it being, in my head, it was much more advanced than it probably was. But yeah, the proton packs were like the sort of little foam. Thing. Do you know, I found like... a little, I found a little factoid. Do you know they're not, they weren't referred to as a proton pack until the the second film. Really? They didn't even use the word proton pack in the first movie whatsoever, but we just know them as proton packs. That's wild, right? Which I thought was a little bit of trivia I found. That's that's crazy. But yeah, I remember when my brother got bought proton packs. That was like the must-have like present. We just loved it going around. And cause you, I'm guessing going back to you, I want the toys. It's not really aimed at kids. The, the actual there's quite a lot of adult jokes. Oh, of course, it's, it, it's, I suppose. I suppose maybe because it wasn't because obviously they're all big Saturday Night Live. I think it was heavy towards like an adult audience. Maybe it was the cartoon that really kind of... Maybe we fell in love with the cartoon first and watched the film after. I can't really remember. All I remember was I love Ghostbusters. Oh, that's a massive curveball. Yeah, no, it, I mean, there might be some truth in that. Because I said, everything I remember is like cartoon-based. Obviously, the film's iconic. I remember watching it like, you know, a million times. But, um, yeah, everything it I owned... scary. It was quite scary. But everything I owned and everything that everyone owned would have been... Um, Cartoon stuff, which is like I say, it's just wild, really. Because I think I've thrown a curve, but I think that's I think that's what I think we fell in love with the cartoon. The film followed. When did the cartoon come out? 1986, two years later. Yeah, it would have been age wise, it would have been out right. right. It would have been, would have been perfect age. You went on till 1991, and I, th- I think obviously, oh, there's a film about this, and we would have watched it probably. <sighs> That's the only thing I can think of. It's, it's, it's interesting how they made Egon blonde. In the, I don't know what the decision-making was around that. It's just cartoon. It makes me stand out. Everyone else had like dark hair. Yeah, the glasses. Red glasses, yeah. As I say, he had the glasses to stand out. Yeah, true. And all of them wore they different, some... different colour suits, didn't they? Or was it all the same? No, I think they had different colours to distinguish them. Like different armbands. Yeah, that's crazy. No, like I said, it's just, it was just like when I was just looking at all the figures and that, I just sort of, the more I delved in, the more I was just like, well, there wasn't actually film like figures. Like, when were the first film figures come out? Obviously, I find out the NECA one, but they're like recent years. So there would have been yeah. some, but 
I just everything seems really recent. Hasbro brought some stuff out. I think that's really that that's really recent. Obviously, Pop Vinyl is literally in the last couple of years, but some of their stuff they've brought out is awesome. That's what I'm saying because, like, in in the recent say recent years, but you know, like Lego have done Ghostbusters sets, Playmobil, yeah. Funko, Mister Potato Head, Transformers, Turtles, um, WWE. Um, last year, I think, did Ghostbusters set with like The Rock and that as Ghostbusters. Yeah. So there's um, I mean, the, the brand is like massive, and they're all in like the proper Ghostbusting suits. But um, I suppose it's not a surprise. That's why they did a sequel, right? Yeah, because the money it made. Well, yeah. I, I suppose as we go on to the sequel, just I echo the Matrix in my thought about this. I think this is quite a tight budget of the original and it was a beautiful film. And Ghostbusters 2 only got a little bit more budget. I think they tried to get too adventurous and then it all just looked a bit silly. This, um, I don't know if this is controversial or not, but I don't think I enjoyed the sequel. (sighs) I enjoyed the only thing I really remember about the sequel, and I haven't seen it in I didn't see it in preparation for this show. Is I remember I remember the painting, which is yeah. really annoying. The guy yeah. who's obsessed with the painting, and I remember the Statue of Liberty coming. To, that was probably the thing I enjoyed the most was the Statue of Liberty coming to life. But I think that if I was to watch that now, number two has aged terribly compared just, to yeah, just I think as a standalone film, I don't remember it being that great like if Ghostbusters 2 was Ghostbusters 1 I don't think it would have had half the success it had I remember Ray and Winston being stuck in the stuck in the cellars with the ooze for most of the film I remember then they used used the ooze yeah sentence used the ooze they used the ooze to sort of fight the painting make the sexual liberty come to life yeah it's just so reversed everything it was um yeah, it, it still made quite a good. Um, it had a budget of thirty-seven million. It, it brought home two hundred and fifteen million worldwide. It would do. And then we didn't. They keep on. They they've teased the third for years, which we are finally kind of getting. Uh, which is I... sadly, sadly probably a little bit too late now. Because it won't be all the original cast. Yeah, I mean. I mean, I've seen the trailer for it. I mean, I'll probably watch it. But um, I don't know. For years, there was rumours of what the third movie was going to be. It was going to be like sort of a new rival, sort of Ghostbusters and stuff. And the old gang had to get back together because they were sort of sort of doing it wrong and things like that. And... I think it's, I think Bill Murray put a stop to it. But I think Dan Aykroyd has been wanting... There's no secret Dan Aykroyd has been wanting to do the third one for years. Yeah, he's got to be right, though, isn't it? That's the problem. I know. And obviously, again, going back to the movies that made us, after Groundhog Day, Harold Ramis and Bill Murray like fell out. And it was only really before his deathbed did Bill Murray make peace with Harold Ramis. Uh, it's quite a good show. I definitely recommend it. It's got... Die Hard, which we've touched on before, Day Dancing, know. and Home Alone. 
But let's talk about the elephant in the room, which is Ghostbusters 2016. <coughs> it's got a massive issue anyway, because the fact they've called it Ghostbusters, you can argue online it says Ghostbusters um, after, no, got answer the call. That's not in any of the posters. If you Google Ghostbusters, the 2016 film comes to the top of the searches. It's always, I don't know why they decided to call it the same title. They could have called it the Ghostbusters or something. Yeah, it would differentiate them. Yeah, no, um, obviously I saw this film. I've seen this film once. Um, I saw it in the cinema. I've got no intention of really sort of watching this film again. I was, I was, um, I was just really disappointed by it. I've stated before, I've got issues about remakes or reboots, you know, reimaginings, bringing in old cast members as cameos. Yeah. Because I've, I've stated many a time that I stand by this, all it does is remind you how much you enjoyed the original. So having like Bill Murray in this film, but play a different character. Yeah. Just sort of, reminded you how much you Ghostbusters and you think well Ghostbusters are so good why is Bill Murray sort of this sort of numpty in this film when yeah he's so good in the other one it's just, you know, things like that you just think and I'm really why... surprised he signed up for it I, they all did though they all had cameos it was a big joke wasn't it it was a big joke what, what would have worked better personally and I've got nothing against it being an all-female cast. It should have been... I would personally have done the Ghostbusters, like, passing the torch. They're all old. Um, somehow they need people to take over from them. And that is where the new... Like, the passing of the torch, almost. But now with Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is set to come out next year, it's almost like Ghostbusters 2016 is just a standalone movie. That's where it ends. Yeah, I mean, I'd be interested. I mean, that was penciled in for a sequel straight away, didn't it? But it flopped so bad it got like canned. It still made a, it still made a tidy profit. Um, One hundred forty-four million, I think, got panned. Like as in, like even though it made two hundred twenty-nine million, I think just on the name Ghostbusters. So people, um, you could argue the cast are quite a draws of themselves. Christine Wig, Melissa McCarthy, Leslie Jones, Kate McKinnon are great in the comedy aspect. And obviously with Chris Hemsworth, money himself, and with rumours of the original cast making cameos, it, it made nearly double its budget. I think it was panned so much. Like, we threw it out to Twitter, and I, I, we were quite taken aback by how many people voted. People got very uh, big opinion on this movie. Um, so we had some yeah. like strong comments as well. But we threw it out there. Um, I gave three options, loved it, was okay, or hated it. Um, 67 people voted. 16% loved it. And a tie, it was really annoying, a tie, 42% each, was okay and hated it. Which is, yeah, some good. There's something there for everyone. It was a, I, I just against it being called Ghostbusters. That that's my main gripe. I don't I understand. Just, I just feel like the film was just um oh, it's just trash really. 
that's you know slating it too much. It was just it was just complete trash. Basically, it was a parody of itself. It was they tried to be like too comedy. Um, they didn't take anything serious. I mean, even like small you know differences, like when they they wanted to do the um, the ghost in the hotel in yeah. the original. They asked for the hotel to be emptied so they could use the um, sort of proton charger and all that sort of like fight in the remake or the reboot or whatever. They're basically just fighting a ghost in the middle of the concert on the stage, not worrying that these things could like kill people or whatever. And they're constantly always just, there was a punchline to everything and, you know, the weapons, they were flying around and, oh, it's just complete trash. Actually, there's too many like pointless jokes, even the bit where um, they went to meet the guy who got scared at the beginning and... Oh, they said about, uh, and someone made a wise crack about he soiled himself because he was so scared. It was, it, everything about it was just, just, just garbage. It was such pointless, pointless jokes. And the, the other one had like jokes, but it, it never insulted itself as a film. Yeah. You know, there, there was, there was this whole like, all right, there's jokes here. It's a little bit far fetched, but. But they believed the universe they were in. When this one, they're making a mockery of the universe that they're in, and everything was just like a joke. It was all jokes about, you know, buying Chinese from like downstairs and it not being good, and you know, using weapons and like let's try the weapon. They pick up one. She's like, not that one, and it's all just like ha ha ha. And um, you know, she puts a video on on YouTube. Of like saying, um, oh, I've seen a ghost. Ghosts are real. And she like loses a job over it. It's all just like it's trash. The whole film is just like trash. If you want to hear, if you want to hear your raw like experience about it, you can check out in the archives of um, old Lazy Hollywood first well, episode, yeah, right? It was the very first episode of Lazy Hollywood. Literally, when I sit in the cinema, came back sitting in the cinema trying to write notes and um tried to come back hands we tried to hands were shaking vanguard we're trying to piece <laughs> it's basically it's us talking about how great the first one was and then us trying to piece together what we'd just seen so it's an interesting listen so it's worth going but yeah no it's, it's probably um probably the same sort of ramble if you just heard but yeah it's worth listening to that's the movies um I had quite a few video games most notably we had video games on the Atari, Ghostbusters on the Atari 800, Ghostbusters on the Atari 2600. We had the real Ghostbusters in the arcade. What I remember is Ghostbusters on the NES, which was a terrible game. The real Ghostbusters on the Comedy 64, Ghostbusters 2 had games that we had Sega Mega Drive. And the most recent one we got was Ghostbusters, the video game on the PlayStation 3, which I never bothered playing. But I think some people enjoyed them. <coughs> I'm dying. It's, it's talking about the, talk about the um, Ghostbusters <coughs> 2016. <coughs> yeah. oh, a ghost just come and attack me. <coughs> Making a mockery of that film. Um, yeah, the last video game was good. This is the PlayStation Store. If people want to get that. Oh, uh, <laughs> tempted. I'm still trying to click Spider Man. Uh, 
um, with Ghostbusters. Yeah, I was just keep talking. Um, comics, we had some really good manga comics with Ghostbusters. We've had some comics with Transformers. There's some real cool artwork out there. And they've done some with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They've done some crossovers. I know you, you touched on it with the toys. Really, I've done some for, for like nostalgia reasons, like the geek in us. There's some really cool crossovers in the past. I mean, um, how do they cross over with um, like Transformers? That's fascinating, though. That is fascinating. Unless I'd love to think like there's some ghosts and the Transformers can't really compete against them. So they have to, who are you going to call? Well, like um, Starscream. Yeah. Ghost. <laughs> Ultimus Prime's work? ghost. Yeah, does that work? Too soon, too soon. The Matrix. The Matrix. You sound like um, Inspector Gadget. Oh, The Claw. What was his name? The Claw. Was it just The Claw? He called him The Claw. I don't think anyone's really going to kick up and think about it. You only just saw his hands. I'll get you, Inspector Gadget. I'll get you, Gadget. Oh, you did a better impression than me. But then I suppose I can't hear my own voice. Well, that's true. I thought it was quite good what you did. I thought yours was quite good. Oh, look at us being both um, complimentary. Yeah, well, obviously I've got that and I do that. And Rocky, they're my big two. Not so big now, but for parties, it'd be quite a big deal. Happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Ghostbusters on the whole, great franchise. Um, Just just quickly to to wrap up on Ghostbusters, it was nominated for two Oscars. It was nominated for Best Song. Yeah, Best Song. They lost out to uh, Lady in Red, I think. I, I don't know, the best music for original oh. song, Ray Parker Jr., they didn't win. And they were nominated for Best Effects, which again, <clears> they didn't win. They get nominated again with Bobby Brown. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna have to go. good song. Sorry. But really, even, even though, like, it is from the mastermind of Dan Aykroyd, really, and Howard Ramis. Bill Murray really does make this movie, which is a perfect transition into what we thought we would discuss, the top six films of Bill Murray. Because Bill Murray, he had lived a lot of the lines. He was just... He makes the movie. I think you wanted to be him because he's the cool... That scene where he's just tricking the kid with the cards because he fancies the girl and she's saying it's a square and it's like, oh my God, can you see this? I love that scene. I saw it. Yeah. It's, um, it, some roles are just meant to be, you know, and, and his role in Ghostbusters was meant to be. And I'm sure we'll both be talking about Ghostbusters again on this list as we do the top six Bill Murray films. Uh, the films we're looking at, should we run down the list before doing it or...? Yeah, we're getting on the list. Uh, oh, we can do a surprise. Oh. Is this, is this, oh, right, we know why. Say your number six. Say your number six. <laughs> no. I like that, um, Yeah, go, go on then. So what's your number six? <clears throat> uh, Jungle Book. Oh, my number six is The Jungle Book. It's not a bad film. It's just not a big enough Bill Murray film. This is a Bill Murray list and his role in it isn't yeah. big enough to warrant it being higher. But it's, it's a standalone film. It's, it's got, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah. Yeah, his voice was good for a lazy, like, balloon. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I gave it gave it six. Um, 
My number five was Space Jam. Oh, my number five was Kingpin. Oh. No, that's going to be like your number two. But um, yeah, Kingpin, um, yeah, it, it, it's cool. Again, he he's good in it, but I don't know. The film just wasn't really... Not for me. Whenever I think of Kingpin, all I think of is the the woman who owns a flat and her sort of like <laughs> in the toilet. That scene. Talking to talk about was about good sex that makes one have a shit or something, wasn't it? Or... <laughs> something like that. Yeah, that just always um, haunts me. That scene. So I put Space Jam at number five because I feel like <clears throat> similar to Jungle Book. I think you need to give Bill Murray free reigns for him to be like on top form. And obviously with Space Jam being a cartoon aimed at kids, um, great, great role, don't get me wrong. Same as The Jungle Book, but it, it just falls to number five for me. Yeah, what's your uh, number four? My number four is Kingpin. Oh, my number four See, is Space Jam. Was... Look at that. Oh, not That's miles crazy. Apart. Kingpin, I just love the crate, how his hair gets more and more crazy like every time. He's just a dirty, like bowling player. It, it, he's a great, it's a great character and just really enjoyable. Oh, it's the closest we've come so far on the list. Uh, my number three was Scrooged. My number three is Scrooged. Oh, wow. This is wild. This is like the best <laughs> we've done so far. This is mental. Yeah, Scrooge is great. What well, like obviously one of top three Bill Murray roles. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it Christmas, you know, obviously most remade um, movie. Yeah, exactly. It's the most remade movie ever for sort of different versions of it. And um it's, it's a great version, you know. It's, it's it's a nice version. I remember you know, still now think about Stapling. Antlers onto um, little um, is it gerbils' heads or no, yeah. Hamsters? <laughs> yeah. We don't literally think about that, but I think about that scene. So, um, my number two. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We might we might differ. I gave number two Groundhog Day. <clears throat> oh, I gave number two uh, Groundhog Day. Did you? Really? Yeah, this I really is did. Mental. This is the I'm this guessing meant, number yeah. one's Ghostbusters. It is Ghostbusters. No, I, 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 I do enjoy Groundhog, Groundhog Day. Day. Right, Groundhog Day, I, I, it's just like such a simple film, but you join this guy who sort of like goes insane and embraces, then sort of turns against, then gets depressed. Then it's a beautiful, um, it's a beautiful journey. And any film where realistically, you're just watching the same scene for two hours, but somehow that can hold your attention it is a credit to the film. And, and the fact of its legacy that films are kind of echoing it now. Well, exactly. We spoke just... about it. Was, yeah. So, yeah, Groundhog Day started it all, really. I don't think there was a time-lapse movie before Groundhog Day. But yeah, number one, it, Ghostbusters, classic. Yeah, Ghostbusters, I mean... This far in the episode, you probably realise that we've covered Ghostbusters and we've said a lot of nice things about it because it is a classic. It will always be a classic. And, um, yeah, it's just a masterpiece. And one of the reasons it's a masterpiece, as Griff touched on at the beginning, is because of Bill Murray's performance in this film. Exactly. Noble mentions the reason for, obviously, 
films like Zombieland and Wild Things, he just isn't in the film a lot. So we didn't really see it as... Uh, yeah, it didn't include cameos and like like bit parts. So these were like main roles. And um, I don't really like Wes Anderson movies. So I'm really sorry if that loses any listeners. But it didn't, I know Bill Murray is in a lot of Wes Anderson movies, but they aren't really for me. Apart from the Grand Budapest Hotel. But again, Bill Murray's not in it a lot. Yeah, oh, glad you got off the chest. Yeah. And if people do want to tell you why you are crazy and this list is insane, where can they find us on Twitter? They can find us at Twitter at Paul N. Griff Show. And if they're not done attacking you and want to point out on every social media platform why this list is wrong and they don't agree with you, where can they find us on Instagram? They can find us on Instagram at Paul and Griff Show. And if you find either of us on Instagram or Twitter and click on our link in bio in both accounts, you can just find fast access to both. You haven't got to do the work twice. And it's got all of our podcast lists. We've got a nice little website now which has all our lists, all our episodes. When you can click on whatever <coughs> your favourite, wherever you want to listen to podcasts, we're there. And also, we please, just want to thank you for... I was going to say, just please obviously rate, um, subscribe, share. It means a lot. It moves us up the listings and stuff like that. So we're appreciative to all that sort of stuff. Yeah, go on iTunes. Give us a five star. It'd be be nice. Or just be, just tell us any criticism. Be nice. We won't know we're doing anything wrong until you tell us. Just not in us. not in comments on I um, Apple Podcasts though. Like just message us then. Don't You're just a message man. us. You're but there'll be more man. competitions. There'll be more competitions coming soon. There'll be. We've got a lot more episodes lined up. We, we've got. We're very excited for what we've got lined up. And obviously, next week we'll um, we'll also talk in the news of what's been going down at Comic Con. Yeah, and your chance to win a night camping with Griff. Yeah, in my garden. <laughs> but I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay in, indoors. If you imagine. Oh. Um, Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for the ongoing support. We appreciate everything you like for everyone for listening, all the kind of comments we've had. We've continued to do it. We do it free. We do it for you guys. And um, yeah. We're overwhelmed. No, we really are. It's, it's, it's been a beautiful journey. And I said, we've got loads of cool things coming up. We're dead excited. Obviously, we have a lot of private chats about our plans and things that we want to do. Um, we're super excited about all this. So, um, yeah, keep your eyes posted on social media stuff because we might not we be alone next time. Oh, might be a ghost with oh. us. Might be a ghost. Might be a guest. Else. Oh, ghost guest little transition. Few letter changes. Um, but yeah, um, I'm Paul. That's Griff. Thank you very much, and we're back next week. Catch you later. <laughs>